Hi everyone, and welcome to Terror Shrink Podcast, a podcast created by me, Natalia. And if you're not familiar with me, I am a clinical psychologist that loves, absolutely loves using tarot and oracle cards as a phenomenal tool for self-development and self-growth. So welcome to the podcast. I am recording this first week of December, right before the holidays. So if you have traveling to do for the holidays, I wish you amazing travels. I am traveling to Pacific Northwest, Portland specifically, to spend some time with David's adult children. And then off to Seattle to spend time with my sister and her husband and my mom and her amazing, goofy two kids, my nieces and nephews, Peter and, oh my God, diva, multi-personality queen, Sophie, (laughs) who looks very much like a cross between me and my older sister, Helen. So it should be a very fun holiday season. Today, what I want to do is I want to explore something that recently actually a client of mine pointed out to me. Um, I, a lot of my clients actually in my private practice are, they know that I do tarot cards and they know that I love tarot cards. And a lot of my clients oftentimes during our psychological sessions will ask me to do a reading for them. And I've been doing what I call psychological terror readings for my clients where it is a cross combination between my skill set as a psychologist and using tarot to make reading even more richer and deeper. And a client of mine during our reading who is in a newly formed relationship, wanted to ask the question about whether the relationship is going to last. And I remember I looked at her and I said, do you really want to know? And before she had a chance to answer, I asked her to take a pause And I said, just think about it for a second. Because there are some questions in life that are better left unanswered so that you can discover the answer as you actively move through life. So I asked her to take a pause and really trust her intuition whether she needs to know the answer to this right now. And I told her, I said, you know, there's this phrase, be careful what you wish for. And she thought about it and she said, you know what? I actually don't want to know. I want to enjoy the relationship as it is right now. 
and allow it to naturally unfold. About a month later, her and I had a session, and during session, she said, can you do a tarot card reading for me? And I said, absolutely. So I pulled out my cards, and I said, what do you want to ask? And she said, let me think about this. And she closed her eyes, and then she said, hmm, I do have a question, but... And she used this phrase, which I thought was so brilliant. And I said, that's it. I'm doing a podcast titled with this exact phrase. She said, I do have a question, but wasn't it you who taught me not to ask questions too close to the bone? I had chills when she said that, too close to the bone. And I said, yes. And I said, that's a very beautiful, eloquent way to put it. So in this podcast, why don't we explore why is it that it's best not to ask questions too close to the bone? (laughs) I'm picturing a bone, literally, I'm picturing a femur. And... Just let's let's all close our eyes and imagine for a second a bone, right? When we see a bone, we see a bare exposure of it. And when we get really close to the bone, that means we have to strip away fat, muscle, ligaments, skin. Now, my anatomy is not that first. And if you are in a medical profession, you probably can imagine other things on the way to the bone that tend to be stripped away in order to get too close to the bone. So, When we ask a question that is so, so close to the bone, let's just take a second to imagine all of the beauty, all of the textures and substance and meatiness and fatness (laughs) that we're stripping away. What if all of that, that meat and fat and skin and ligaments, What if all of that is a metaphorical symbol of of mystery and beauty of life, synchronistic moments, snippets of joy and laughter and sadness and regrets and forgiveness? When we ask a question that is so close to the bone. Imagine all of the magic we're stripping away. That magic, in my opinion, is an experience we rob ourselves of when we ask questions that are so close to the bone. Questions such as, is this relationship going to last? Is 
this the one? Should I write that book? Should I take on this job? All of these questions that have finality in the question itself that is proposed one way or another. These are all kind of polarizing questions, black and white. It's either you'll get an answer that no, it will not last, or yes, it will last, or no, it will not last, but, or yes, it will last, but. Either way, when we ask those type of questions and strip away all of that <laughs> beauty on a way to the bone, we are potentially closing a door. Not potentially, we are closing the door on the experience we may have. I have learned a long time ago to no longer ask questions that are so, so close to the heart of the matter. Now, if I really, really, really got to know, I may ask a more open-ended questions. What am I not seeing right now in the situation? What should I be more mindful of in this relationship? What do I need to consider about this new employment? Questions that bring openness, they open up a space, they broaden horizon of the way that I'm able to see versus closing a door. Now, I don't know how many of you are tarot readers who read tarot for clients. And I have learned a long ago to also make sure I help my clients pause when they ask questions. They're so close to the bone. And I ask them to sit with the idea of do they truly want to know? Sometimes I will get a client that will fire back at me and say, yes, I do want to know. That's exactly what I want to know. And then I ask them to take it a step further and to sit with a feeling, what, what, what will give it to you? What, what do you get by knowing? And a lot of times people come back to a sense of control, feeling in control. And the sense of control comes from fear, a fear, fear of getting hurt, fear of getting the heart broken, fear of getting disappointed, fear, fear, fear. Because underneath what people tend to really be scared of, is that if I don't know how this relationship is going to unfold, then I can't right now put up a wall around my heart. 
But if you tell me that this relationship will not last, then I can walk away from it now before I allow myself to get too hurt. And that saddens me because the broken heart, us hearts, I'm putting us, because I believe all of us had our heart broken multiple times. That's just life. And we've been disappointed multiple times. And we've been saddened multiple times. And I bet we can all agree that we have also walked away being a different person, a better person. In the very least, we have learned things about ourselves for sure from those instances. And as much as I'm in a profession of bettering people's lives and healing and preventing mental pain and anguish, I gotta be honest with all of you. This is one of the things that, and what I mean by one of the things is experiencing, allowing yourself to experience what might happen without knowing and opening yourself up to the possibility of getting hurt. This is the primary step, the threshold toward self-growth, toward stretching yourself. It reminds me of Ooh, it reminds me of a card in Circle of Doors. And I believe the card is Five of Wands, if I'm correct, or Seven of Wands, where there's a line in that booklet. It's a phenomenal booklet uh, that belongs to Circle of Doors, Tarot, where... It says, you don't know, and I'm paraphrasing, you don't know just how strong you are until you have some resistance to push against. And that's what those experiences provide us. So I really encourage all of you to think about the questions you ask when you sit down with cards. And the questions your clients, if you're reading for clients, ask you when you sit down these cards. Are they possibly questions too close to the bone? Can we challenge ourselves and our clients to, to sit with that, to really ponder what are they rubbing themselves off? I'm suddenly, the minute I said that, I got, <laughs> I got the image of seven of swords in my head. 
what are they writing themselves off when they're asking themselves this question? And what can they gain by keeping all those experiences, by keeping the, the meatiness, the fatness, all the ligaments, instead of stripping it away? I think that's a really great way to put it. Asking questions too close to the bone. So let's all be mindful what we ask and and really be be in I'm taking a pause here because I've been thinking about how sometimes we formulate even our daily draw questions that tend to rob us from an experience just by the sheer way we tend to phrase the question. And this is why I love open-ended questions because they lead to self-discovery. They lead to that openness, to that space and now I'm picturing a ballroom as a space where we can dance with the cards we pull. God, what a beautiful image of a daily draw three cards with an open-ended question. And then imagining yourself waltz, doing waltz or tango with each one of the cards. Perhaps a podcast in the future on this topic. So comment if you're listening to this on my YouTube comment. Do you ask questions too close to the bone? What has happened to you in the past if you did ask questions to the, too close to the bone? How did that affect you? Did you feel as if that robbed you from the experience and those valuable life lessons? Yeah. I'm still contemplating as I am discussing all of this with you right now. Yeah, I wish you all a wonderful December and very happy upcoming holidays. And I will talk to you all next time. Goodbye.